0: It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's dumb huh yeah
1: that's pretty stupid and i love it we're keeping it forever (laughs) every episode is gonna start just like that with that stupid voiceover i don't want it to ever be pre-recorded i want you to do it live every episode
0: i mean that's what daryl hammond and don pardo that's what they all did so yeah
1: nate Louse, do you have a good don pardo voice
2: no and that's why i won't be trying it um Unlike my friend Brad here who has one of the best Don Pardo impressions I've ever heard because it's the only Don Pardo impression (laughs) I've ever heard. First it's a compliment and then
0: it's a kick in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, this is the 10 to 1 podcast. Uh, This is a new show that uh, we wanted to start because we are diehard SNL fans. Um, I have been writing at uh, SlashFilm.com and various other online outlets for a while now. Uh, going on 12 years, actually, and one of the things that I liked to do uh, was do reviews of every new episode of Saturday Night Live. Uh, I've been a fan since I was a kid, and uh, I've watched every episode for a long time now. Um, I have everything you know that's available on DVD. Uh, I have read live from New York, the, the oral history of the show, uh, and of course, you guys, uh, Ben and Nate, you guys
2: are big fans as well, right? Very much so. I remember as a kid... Uh, trying to convince my dad to stay up later, and he would never let me. So, what he would let me do is sleep in the living room on the couch, like you know, as a kid, and and I would just turn the TV on, like you know, when it would start at like nine nine o'clock, or uh, when I was nine years old, and just from there on, I've been addicted to SNL. I lived through all of the years when people are like, these are the good years, the golden years, and then yeah. in hindsight, everyone's like, you know, these are awful. I just missed five years ago when. Everyone then was claiming yeah. that it's a terrible cast. Which right? happens every five yeah. to ten years, yeah.
1: yeah. And I uh, also, uh, much like Nate, uh, as a kid staying up super late, uh, I guess my my era would have been the Chris Farley, David Spade, uh, Adam Sandler, and, and I would watch Weekend Update was my favorite, though. I didn't even know what half the jokes that Norm Macdonald was talking about about O.J. Simpson, and I was laughing no matter what. So I loved, loved him so much. And so I think Weekend Update has been my favorite thing throughout the years on the show. Yeah. I really pay special attention to it every every week. And, yeah, I haven't missed an episode in years. Uh, seen? Yeah, I got. I love that they put them on. What was it? Is it on Peacock that they've got all of them now all, yeah, from the seventies? Yeah,
0: yeah. So they have um, almost, like as much of everything as you can get without them having a lot of problems. Like you won't find all the musical performances. You won't find some of the sketches that have music in them because of music rights issues. Uh, but it's about as the most complete collection as you can can
1: get. Speaking of not having the musical uh, uh stuff on the show, we're probably gonna mention who the mu- musical guests are, but not necessarily do a deep dive into the performances of music I'm going to focus more on the comedy uh yeah of the show so why don't you take the people through what every episode is going to be like brad yeah for sure so basically what we're going to do uh is we're just going to
0: do a sketch by sketch uh reaction breakdown kind of thing uh talk about how good the the host was in particular that week mention some of the special guests that might have popped by uh pick who our uh favorite uh, p- player was from the evening, our our favorite sketches as well, uh, and then you know lead on into whatever the next episode might be. So um, if you if you know uh, you know my my SNL reviews, it, it it's kind of follows a similar format, albeit mixed up a little bit because on my reviews that I write. Uh, at Slash Roman that I've written elsewhere, I usually break down an episode by by ranking the sketches in categories from the best to the average to the worst. And then I focus on weekend updates separately and then talk about the host and I pick my own MVP as well. So we'll we'll kind of uh, have a similar thing just mixing up the order of the sketches so that they're chronological as they aired throughout the night instead of uh, ranking them.
2: All right. Yeah, I love it. Nate, do
1: you have anything to add right now?
2: Yeah, I want to add that if you are listening to this show and we uh, we and you are a SNL fan, we want to hear from you online. You can all you can find us all on on Twitter if you'd like. I'm at Nate Laugs, but also rate the podcast, share it with other people. We want to build this SNL community, and uh, again, it's we all talk about this, you know, as friends. We'd love to add you to our friendship and talk about this stuff as well.
1: I, I don't want new friends, but I would like listeners. So, <laughs> no, actually, I would like new friends. You need a friend. I need a friend.
0: And we do have a, uh, an email if you want to reach out to us. SNL10to1podcast at gmail.com. And that's the number 10 and the number 1 not
1: spelled out as words. Hey, uh, hey, Brad, Why? Uh, for the, for the first-time listener... Uh, maybe maybe somebody just stumbled upon this, doesn't really know anything about Saturday Night Live. Why did we call it the 10 to 1
0: podcast? That's a good question, Ben. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, uh, the uh, 10 to 1 slot on Saturday Night Live is when it's 10 minutes to 1 a.m. And that has become a traditional area where SNL typically airs oddball, weird, strange kind of sketches that are maybe a little experimental, maybe a little bit more odd, not not have don't have a lot of mainstream appeal, and they're just trying Something out. Um, it's where a lot of some of the best stuff comes from. Uh, always, always pretty goofy. Always kind of off the wall. And so uh, we're,
2: this week was Angelo. Uh, it was very much. That's, that's a spoiler. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> if you watched the episode, it was very much into that. Uh, we would thing. hope
1: that the listener. Has seen come on this week's episode.
0: Well, but, you never know. It would be
1: very strange if you're hey, tuning in and you this. haven't pause seen But it. you but know what? But, but, but
0: you know what? If you are listening to this and you haven't seen the episode, you're not weird. You're our friend. So just and you're, to, you're welcome. You're, you're Brad
2: my friend. Ben doesn't I need don't new need friends. new
0: friends. Yeah, and Ben thinks you're weird. Yep. <laughs> so, and, uh,
1: but no, you know what? Welcome to the 10 to 1 crowd because we're all a little weird.
0: Uh, you can't embrace them after mocking them.
1: No, I can't and I will.
0: Oh, boy. Well, let's get down to it. Yes. Uh, so this week's episode was hosted by Rami Malik. Uh, Rami Malek can uh, be seen in the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, as the villain. Uh, He also won uh, an Oscar for portraying Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. This is his first time hosting, uh, and I'll admit that when he was announced as a host uh, in this first series of four back-to-back episodes... I immediately thought, well, that's probably not going to be that great because Ra- Robbie Malick seems like one of those actors who, uh, very intense, dramatic actor, doesn't really do anything he seems comedic. Odd to me. I'm just gonna say, yeah, that. for sure. Odd. And that's and that's like a, a, a like across the board like perception. Like some people think because of his I'm facial sure he's expressions, he's, yeah. he's kind of creepy and like his eyes just has a very penetrating gaze. And I felt like he was going to be one of those actors who has trouble doing live comedy. Um, but To my surprise, I actually enjoyed this episode uh, way more than I thought I I would. And I found him uh, being similar to like Adam Driver or like uh, actors where they they take their craft very seriously. And because of that, they're able to mine comedy from how they play it in such a dedicated way. Um, So we'll start off uh, just by digging into the cold open. um, One thing I'm going to say about this episode that I thought was so refreshing is I've been getting extremely tired. Of the political timely satire that they've been doing, and this goes back even before Donald Trump, they've just had a t- had a bit of a time struggling to make it work. Uh, it doesn't work as it uh, as well as it did in previous years for whatever reason. Some of it is because I think Donald Trump was such a a vitriolic character; it was hard to laugh at. You know, them trying to make fun of the things that he were do he was doing that were already so ridiculous. And now they have the opposite problem where the government has become not all that, you know, exciting or circus-like anymore and it's hard to lampoon what's going on because it's, it's infrastructure. Yeah, it's
2: boring, which is what politics should be, you know. I also think they haven't is this just me or I haven't I don't feel like they've nailed down their Joe Biden yet. I mean, I was impressed by the
0: premiere this season with James Austin Johnson. I thought that he probably had Maybe the the best
2: impersonation of he Biden. A, he has a quagmire chin.
1: Yeah, I just feel like they haven't figured out. <laughs> Wait, that's your problem with him as Biden. Uh, Biden doesn't have a quagmire he, chin. but that as
2: you, you mean as you it- as you grow in this, you're gonna learn that I've got the weirdest. Do you mean a Family Guy quagmire
0: me. chin or like a problem chin? Well, I don't it know. It's a, it's a problem. It's just. His chin reminds me of Quagmires from the okay. kind of Guy. Okay, that's it's fair. Just, it's just it. That's all. But yeah, I think I think the big problem that they have is that there's nothing that's super easy to exaggerate or satirize about, He's about Biden. He's just
1: an 80 year old white yeah. man with like it's that's it. That's that's hard to do.
0: Yeah. So um, I was glad to see that they didn't do a political sketch to open up Agreed. the show, um, and they did this uh, sketch about the NFL controversy where the Las Vegas Raiders coach has. Uh, been fired because of emails that were full of misogyny and racism and homophobia and not a good look. (laughs) Not a good look at all. Uh, So they cycled through uh, you know some replacement coaches which was uh, added a nice layer to the the overall
2: press conference vibe. No I'm a football fan you two are not. I am. am. Ben is. Are you a football fan? I am. Yeah okay you're not a football fan Brad. Did you like the skit stuff? Yeah absolutely
0: and that's the thing is like I'm somebody who I don't care about sports, and I don't pay attention to them much. But I love sports movies. I love when they do sports sketches on, on SNL. Um, there's some times when I'm not always keyed in to what they are lampooning. This is something where it was easy to understand, and like it's something that anybody could could laugh at the way it played out. Um, and I think that even if you don't know who these people are that they're impersonating and making fun of, because there's a mix of real people and you know yeah, made-up characters yeah. here, that the impersonations themselves are so exaggerated and ridiculous that they work so well. Like the person that Alex Moffat plays, Mark. He's Davis, really he's I the really the, the owner. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> That's Davis's really His
2: hair was my favorite yeah. thing about this. Have you ever story? seen a photo
1: of him in real life?
0: No, but it's funny. While I was watching this, uh, my girlfriend Brittany was watching it with me, and she was like, she's like, oh wow, his hair really is like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it was-
2: she it was my perfect up. impression. <laughs> in, I mean, it was just so perfect. It was great. Yeah, I loved that.
1: And I loved that you and probably a lot of people like, oh, well, SNL's doing a bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, is that really the owner? Oh, yeah, no, it's really him. It's, it's really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Again,
0: too, James Austin Johnson proving himself to be a chameleon uh in snl but like uh had a lot of prosthetic makeup on again but he just like can weave in and out of all these different characters whether they're real people or people that he's he's made up and so uh, i'm loving him as a featured player so far the one thing i think that um didn't work for me with this sketch was i felt like the lavar burton reference was kind of shoehorned in at the end and it kind of goes in with the idea of how SNL has a hard time figuring out how to end their sketches, and, and, and in particular, the cold open is hard, because you have to also have to figure out, how do we end this sketch, yep. and then
1: also get in live from New York, it's Saturday night. Yeah, it, but I also think that's one of the easier outs. You yeah. know where it's going, so all you just need is like, just oh, eject. Wh- eject. What, what was that? <laughs> oh, live from New York, I mean, it doesn't matter, yeah. it's the easiest one to end. The and way, they still
2: have problems. Also, Colin Jost in this sketch. Yeah. Right? Yeah, a rare sketch cast, appearance by Colin cast Jost. Member Colin Jost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but perfect as Roger Goodell. Like yeah, great. he's one of the writers of the sketches, too, yeah. of the cold open as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, overall cold open, you know, solid. I like that it was not uh, political. It was good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I
0: I wish that they would veer away more from the political. and do uh, The cold open has more often than not, become a place for the relevant sure. topical stuff. And I, I miss the days when they used to just open with a sketch that was just a sketch. You I know?
2: will say, I will push back a little bit that it wasn't political. It wasn't overtly political, but they did, they I think, very rightly... Did pull in uh, Chris Red in the back at the end there as Colin, oh, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick, yeah, making essentially saying, "See, I, I told you." you yeah, know, I know, and which I will again say, is a good, I think, a, a good comment, a social commentary, yeah, on the NFL.
0: They didn't pull account. any punches when it came no. to like really hitting at home the hypocrisy of, of exactly. all, all so, of that.
2: So the the still did still say something, even if sure. it wasn't overtly political.
1: I think that this is also an opportunity for. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of this type of stuff where they kind of cycle through characters in yeah. sketches because there's so many characters, uh, cast members yeah. this year. You know, twenty three cast members. How can we, how can we give everybody their their voice? Well, this cold open had what seven to eight people that kind yeah. of cycled through. So ten, they had ten. I, I, okay. I
2: actually wrote it down who was in each each. Uh, oh, Nate's going to be our stats guy. Yeah. So I wrote <laughs> it down who was in each one. So you had Cecily, Colin, James, Austin, Alex, Dave, Pete. Andrew, Heidi, Kyle Mooney, uh, Keenan Thompson, and Chris. That's yeah, right, right. Kyle Mooney the Italian. Oh yeah, I forgot, Italian. I forgot Kyle Mooney. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I don't want to do this.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, so yeah, so that was it was huge. I yeah. mean, honestly, that's a big open. And
0: the funny thing is, is like they're, I mean, they're doing this, and they don't even have everyone there because Kate McKinnon hasn't been there yet because she's she? yeah, is she filming something? She, yeah, she's busy filming something. I I, I want to say that it was. Dope sick, um, but maybe it's something else, and I'm forgetting what it is. But yeah, she's off doing something. Uh, apparently, Lauren Michaels uh, has been a lot more forgiving of allowing cast members to do that to make it easier uh, for them to stick around as the cast longer, so that they can go do their own thing. Like uh, last season, eighty um, and Cecily, they were away for and a little Pete bit. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson too. Yeah, for for, for uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah.
1: So the 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 monologue, the host's monologue. What yeah. you
0: think? uh So. At this point, I was still worried about yeah, sure. about Rami Malek being because um he was he was confident enough and he didn't like uh stumble through his uh you know monologue or anything like that, but it, it felt like a thing where I I just could see him potentially just playing the straight man throughout the rest of the evening and that it was going to be just like mm, okay I like that he was uh ready to make fun of himself and the perception he has of giving telling saying that he has resting villain face which was great, uh and it's it's always great when the host is self-aware enough and like willing to go down those roads and like hit those things that are that's part of the pop culture conversation because if there's one thing that a lot of people have said about Rami Malik, it's that creepy intense look that he always seems to have and he also has like a weird way of speaking a lot where it's kind of like
2: this he has uh, too many teeth he does have a lot yeah, of teeth <laughs> yeah he, I, I couldn't tell like you know he's got the like in Freddie Mercury you know like I thought he was wearing like some kind of prosthetic in his mouth which I, he clearly was but it wasn't I don't think he acid. needed to. It was, yeah, I well, it's much of a prosthetic as I think I it. It wasn't like a, a, a moth uh
1: <laughs> cotton <laughs> balls for Marlon Brando here in The Godfather. <laughs> right. It was like they put a little <laughs> tiny
2: thing on his tooth, and he's like, "Oh, now it's <laughs> he, he's Freddie
1: Mercury. That man is full of teeth. He is full of
0: teeth. Yeah, I yeah. know. And, and he's, he's a great. head full of teeth. A
2: head full of teeth. But also, it seems to understand, like you said. Seems to understand his quirks enough to make fun of them, to yeah. allow the episode to make kind of light of them as he does later in the skits. Yeah, in some sketches and it
0: and- it actually played to like his strength comedically because yep. it's his unique voice and like the the way he emotes and the expressions on his face that allowed him, I think, to be funnier and the
1: characters he played to be varied enough where they're not all the same. The in the in the monologue where he was very coy about his twin brother. And very kind of sheepish yeah it was it was a little dance that he was doing and i really liked it because it's like cut to kim kardashian who's delivering her lines robotically as kim kardashian what do you mean <laughs> we,
2: we didn't do an episode on that one but, right? i don't know yeah but, we, we, we wanted to start
0: in the middle of a season as and you do and, <laughs> yeah, as, you as do. all successful shows <laughs> right do.
2: exactly but
1: the idea that like not only did he not read off the cue cards horribly like Owen Wilson did, yeah. and now he didn't read his lines like Kim Kardashian, but he did what you're supposed to do, which is make it believable and actually add your own flair to it. And yeah. he, so he killed yeah. it.
2: Yeah, I think I thought so too. I thought he was great. I thought he was uniquely him, and uh, he, he brought himself to the sketches in a way that made me laugh uh, uh, harder than I thought I would. No. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And I think
1: to Brad's point, the the commitment to the craft of acting and being so you know what I might not know that I'm a, a great comedian here but I can I can go for it and I can yeah. really be a part of this and give it my all a guy, a guy like Adam Driver a guy like Remy Malik can do that I think a lot of people don't
0: understand that like comedy isn't just about trying to be funny especially in sketch comedy you know and I think even in improv we we learned this you know Ben and I used to do improv ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. as our listeners know <laughs> <laughs> oh. and so uh, I, I, th- I like the idea that, you know, comedy is something that like can come from just giving an honest performance and like mm. a lot of times the funniest things come from stuff that you're not planning, where you're not trying to get a laugh and not trying to be funny or really reaching for is like, is that, that
1: what my old improv teacher would say to me all the time? Don't wait. Hey, why do you always go for the joke? Yeah. You're not very good at this. <laughs> you're late. Your payments are late. He would see those three things over and over again.
0: I think that was your plumber that also said that too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we liked the host. We did, yeah. And so uh, let's let's get into the the sketches. The meat and potatoes. Yeah. So uh, they started off with uh, bug assembly, which, by the way, I like to point out, it's fo- so funny to me the way they name some of the sketches because they they try to be vague about it. They don't they don't they don't like lay out the premise necessarily um, immediately. It's always very very simplistic. Nothing that is like meant to like you know call attention to what what's happening. It's just bug (laughs) assembly it could be anything yeah so uh, so this sketch um, was uh, set in like a I guess a middle school probably maybe an elementary school and they have this assembly where the kids are doing presentations about bugs that they've supposed to research and, and learn about um and I, I right away i will say the one thing that like this is uh, there's every now and then there's little nitpick things that i think about that i'm like this is weird like I, this doesn't make sense to me and this one it was that all four of the kids had very professionally tailored bug costumes and you don't see that in elementary school <laughs> like no one has that high quality of a praying mantis or a stink bug costume so i was like well Alright. <laughs> um like kudos set decorators from S N L putting that together in a week, but it's
2: overdone. It's, right. it's too
0: yeah, good. Exactly. You could have done like a paper mache mask and you know, just it's just a, a weird Halloween costume suit.
2: See, here's the thing for me though. I have got this this rule that anytime in a skit that Keenan gets to say sketch. yeah, we don't say yeah, we don't say know. skits, grandma. Anytime <laughs> in a sketch, that Keenan gets to say enough. Uh, <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite. Sketches. Oh yeah. So that's um, the,
0: so Keenan Thompson's gift, and I'm sure we'll talk about this many times as this sh- as you know this podcast goes on, is that uh, in the thankless role of being a host, whether it's a game show, a talk show, an assembly, a he, bartender, yeah, a anything, he brings magic to the most simple lines just with his the, the his voice. Or, yeah, have uh, yeah, he never he
1: heard so any much. person say the word what. <laughs> So many different ways yeah. that can elicit the same level of laughter out of me. It's a freaking gift. It's yeah. awesome. It's, I, it's I, so I will good. Say, though, it, it, to me,
2: the skit had potential. Sorry, the sketch had potential. Sorry, Ben. Sk- sketch had potential. I don't think it met the potential though.
0: Oh, I disagree. Uh, you loved it? Yeah, I loved this sketch. I um, didn't love it. Yeah, it was. It was one of my favorites of the night. I loved
2: it so little that I'm calling it a skit.
0: <laughs> you're not doing that on purpose <laughs> yeah. but no um bow and yang i mean man yeah. the thing is so when i watch this my my girlfriend will has pointed this out all the time and it, it kind of annoys her but i appreciate it because he's found what, what works and she always says yep bow and yang's playing the same character and it's like yeah but he's really good at it you know like he's al- he's always playing some variation on a, a flamboyant gay guy and that's fine because he is a, he is a gay man But, like, he does subtle variations of different kinds of game, and I think that's what I appreciate most about it. And he does really funny things with that persona too at case in point this very confident flamboyant young child who is pretending to be a quote-unquote daddy long legs <laughs> and man like it was just just such a great great concept first of all and he just like sold it completely with from his body language to like his execution of the lines just
1: was dripping with sass the thing that i that i really i loved this sketch uh the thing that i loved. you guys the... are both wrong but go ahead <laughs> The thing that I really liked about the sketch was, typically in SNL, they will do the same the same bit over and over again, and it just gets a little bit more aud- audacious, right? And yeah. That's that's the get. That's the get. In this one, it wasn't necessarily that it was it was he wasn't becoming more outlandish. They changed to the, the last thing that they did was you know how would the bugs interact with each other, and then yeah. Moen Yang does a monologue. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing, and and I didn't see it coming. Yeah, and that was perfect because it wasn't just some silly dance number again. It was turning and saying, "You look worse." Yeah, it was. It a, was awesome. <laughs> it was a great turn. So that's great.
0: And also, it's one of those. This was one of those fun instances where a gaff in the sketch kind of made it a little bit funnier because Bowen <laughs> Yang lost one of his spider legs in the and middle just, of like, it, and then trying to kick on it back and around.
2: Back. It was good to see Sarah Sherman. Yes, um, in the skit, and and again, I I truly didn't hate the skit. I I I just. I didn't love it as much as I thought I could have. They do uh, a lot
1: of recurring things like where she sees that, um, you know, uh, I have a lot of spots. I have 20 spots, and that's a lot. Yeah. And I ate 95,000 bugs in my life, and that's a lot. Like they do things like that to kind of keep the, the rhythm of the sketch going. Well,
0: mm-hmm. and, and, and that, and also I think like that's just one of those details where it's very um, characteristic of a kid to sure. like do that, to be like, find a, like a little joke. And, and that's like, a lot. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I will say again, this sketch uh, uh, continued to have me concerned that Rami Malek would be relegated to the straight man persona throughout this, because here he's just playing a kind of odd kid that's just like a young version of himself right. in a bug costume and letting Bo and Yang get the laughs. And you want to you want to see the host sure. getting a lot of laughs, being the one who is funny. And with with actors like like Rami Malek, it can be hard to get an actor like that to venture out of their comfort zone and be goofy and try a voice or you know and or, and do things like that.
1: The Again with twenty three cast members, right? They have the co the principal and the teacher mm-hmm. up instead of just the principal. Yeah. And I think that that's another thing that they're going to be doing a lot, where instead of ha- maybe they were on- they would only have three kids and one teacher, but now there's four kids and two teachers up there. I think. That I was actually was surprised
0: that they didn't have like More. a crowd reaction shot of like parents being yeah. like you know saying something about what was going on. Yeah,
2: it was great though. It was great. Yeah, loved it. It was okay
1: nate and his skits i i'm already telling like brad and i are just fanboying out nate's like this was fine
0: <laughs> this was fine it was okay. i laughed sometimes okay. i'm nate it's okay. It's okay. uh so the next sketch uh that immediately followed was a pre-recorded sketch uh squid game and uh this is inspired by the hate this. Wi- <laughs> wildly popular okay. uh Netflix series called squid game it's a korean series apparently it's similar to hunger game is battle royale i haven't seen it yet so um i understood the premise and like i've heard enough about the details that because this show has become so popular and because of my job that i just haven't been able to avoid seeing the various weird things from the show and what it's about and that kind of thing so this sketch was still uh very funny to me but it also felt like i i like the production quality I like how much dedication there was to recreating the, set the elements design was amazing. Yeah. Recreating the elements of the show worked so well. But I felt like the the writing for the country song itself. It's so easy.
2: Very, very simple. Very, very simple, yeah.
0: Who was the overweight gentleman? I wasn't sure about that either. I have
2: no idea. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like a like a country star or something. Because there but... were
0: I thought that during the closing night there was somebody that Rami Malik thanked that I didn't know, and it wasn't Travis Barker. Um, who was apparently the drummer during one of yeah. Young Thug's performances. But I, I thought there was somebody else he named, and I was like, who?
1: So, yeah, I, I was very taken aback by that because it it's so weird to have a third kind of member of...
2: Do you know that they were parodying a song? Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: I, I read that because I was looking for the third guy. I was I read a few articles on like Collider and some oh, other things. Oh, what song were they parodying? They it's uh, I it's a country it's song. It's called
2: Turn Up on the Weekend. Yeah. Oh. By Branches and Big Wet. I, you you know this. You say
0: Branches and Big Wet? Oh, you know, classic on, classic on, Branches and Big Wet.
2: Branches and Big Wet.
0: What is Branches and Big we Wet? We all are. Big. This is this is why we're not doing the musical segment on the show. <laughs> but we're like what? What are these kids yeah. listening to nowadays? So I'm
1: sure. May, 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 was it a guy from Branches or in Big Wet? Oh,
2: I,
0: I bet it's that's, Big Wet. Look up Big Wet. Maybe. Wait See. a minute. There's. Let's the, the, their names. One is Branches and the other <laughs> one's the Big Wet. Yeah, it is. Big so Wet. Is that guy? Big Wet. Yep. Okay. It Says in the YouTube description. So there we go. Mystery solved. But yeah. So country song parody is easier you know um than doing any other kind of song parody i think it's a you know slow draw thing it felt like it was a lot more narration than clever songwriting sure. um the the recreation of the squid of squid game itself was funny to see in this aspect of just having rami Malik and pete davidson as these two guys who just need money you know and so um it i did like
1: where he bet it on the jets and then he's like
2: i'm bad with money yeah it was, it was, that was let different. me ask you this yeah we did watch the cut for time skits maybe you guys didn't at home but they're on youtube did you think the cut for time sketches were better than this one?
1: I think that one of them was.
2: I would say that maybe
0: two of them I were. Think two of them were. But I think that one of the things that SNL takes into consideration too is like uh pop culture presence and relevance and I think that they knew if they did something like this because of how big Squid Game is, then a yeah. lot more eyeballs roll in. They very well could be.
2: I just, I, I thought it was okay. Like, I didn't think it was bad at all. Yeah. I, I thought it was the weakest of the night. I, I,
0: I actually will say right now, before we even finish the episode, I didn't think that there was a downright
2: bad sketch no, I, in this episode at Correct. all.
1: Agreed. The set design got it for me. It was enough that it pulled me in. No, it, the it, it, Song could have been better, but really
2: yeah, produced. It was. Uh, it sounded great. It and the great. other thing I think we have to I, consider is that just didn't think it was great.
0: This know? is again, like it's hard to remember this sometimes unless you're actively defending the show. But this is a show that's done entirely
2: in a single week. Sure.
0: So for them to pull off a sketch like this in a week, you know. Yeah, they only had 40
1: hours to write this.
2: Stop yelling at me! I understand this. No, I no, I mean they, it, they had 40 hours, a
1: whole week, to write this, and they came up with that. You so, you're that's pretty, at me it's pretty again. good.
2: Um, but no, but I, I mean, like a fine sketch. But
0: that's what makes I think the production design so impressive, you know, and yes. just what, it, what they were able to pull off. And that so that is always super impressive. It was impressive. a nice
2: digital skit.
0: <laughs> they don't use that anymore, buddy. Digital skit. <laughs>
1: You know what? You're on an island on this one, buddy. You're on a lonely island.
0: Oh, jeez. Okay, moving on. This is our little TV fun house, huh? What? Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, what's the next sketch? Uh, oh, Prince Auditions. Okay, yeah, I didn't like this one. So I didn't dislike this one, but when I did my review for Slash Film, I, this was the one that I decided to put in the worst category. I didn't feel good about putting it there because the sketch did not make me laugh, and it has really funny elements, but I when I... When I thought back through it, there were some technical
1: issues that made certain things not land as well for me. Riddle, uh, riddle me this. The yeah. only thing that that should have been a lot easier to fix, and it's not the guitar riff and they're being off a little bit, whatever. But the actual things that they had them doing to react, like Prince gets hit in the legs with a football. He just kind of stood there. Like, there wasn't any sort of, like... Kicking of their foot. Yeah, the motions weren't. It was weren't so quite, yeah. weird. That was that was the one thing that. I, it's I, I, so
0: stupid. I will nitpick the guitar playing because it's not hard to do that. No, and time.
1: that's that's fine. I get that, but the idea that like you know they decided to just kind of put up their hands instead of yeah, actually acting of, out a little bit
0: yeah, more. Yeah, some of I, the expressions did not fit with what very they were told. Strange choice, yeah. and
1: I, I'm I'm thinking that was on purpose. Obviously, maybe.
2: Uh, I I just think I thought some things just weren't clicking in the in in, in the sketch. I I think. I think it was written better than it came out. Yeah, the execution my, my like I think I think it had more again, it left some potential on the floor there. Yeah. Like, oh, hundred percent.
1: This is the most potential. Yeah. And I I did love the reveal that it's actually Remy Malik and Keenan Thompson. I thought that was clever. That, yeah, that was a That's nice fun. touch.
0: I will say and this is this is a, a thing coming from my the film critic entertainment journalist side of me, is like it felt kind of lazy for me for them to like Mock Jordan Peele and being like, "Oh, it's a horror movie, with but it's about racism." And it's like, "Okay, sure, yeah, but he makes great movies and does that." So like, so fuck off, you know. um But yeah, and so like, I I liked the concept, and it was weird. that's the thing you're gonna make fun of. <laughs> oh, okay, weird. And so it was it was amusing. They totally botched Daniel Craig's entrance. Yeah, there. and like that yeah. should have been a great. Moment, because it was such a funny thing to a have him show up and b have him dressed like that, like like a prince. Yeah, instead and so of prince. not only was it botched because of, uh um, Q. Ego Ego Noodom doing her line too early, but they also the the direction they cut away and like didn't yeah. didn't do it properly. So and okay. that's I mean Jesus, that's a, such okay, a hard thing to this. do in live TV. Daniel
1: Craig's a treasure. I like Daniel, Daniel Craig a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a great. I don't I think he's a great he's, SNL host, but I I like him.
3: You know? He
0: he's one of those people who ge- who gives it, it, gives it his all. Yeah, he does. It doesn't always work because he, he sometimes I think he's hamming it up too much. Trying, um, but but he's fun. And again,
1: I would much rather have a person going for it yep. than yeah. not. Absolutely. But you're right, he is a delight.
0: I like him. Yes, absolutely. So Prince auditions, yeah. Yeah, fine. Again, didn't okay. didn't dislike it. Wouldn't even call the sketch bad. Just ended up not being fine. the best. Ba- not mean you call it a skit. is this gonna become a thing where like when when nate says this one's a skit this one's a skit (laughs) (laughs) all right so the next sketch was uh celeb school uh and this this was a big one Uh, this one showcased a lot of cast members it was uh, a beefier sketch uh it gave us uh, again the magic of keenan thompson hosting a game show cast members in this yeah that's a lot it is it is a lot um i love the thing that they do every now and then with hosts of whatever where they give them a name that is either weird or sounds close to a, another famous Bert name Simpson. yeah
1: that's it's Bert. Bert. <laughs> that's great
0: yeah it's a nice thing that snl always does it's just a little a little treat a little something something for the for the fans i like it out there i, I thought like all it.
2: the impressions were really good all of them i really did i i thought they were good i will say the one that i didn't i, I would say the weakest one And this might hurt your feelings because I know you're such a huge fan of him. I didn't love the Adam Driver impression. No, I actually don't either. I thought they were, I thought it was good. I agree. I, I, didn't, it, I it thought it
0: was. I thought fine. it was. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it could have been better. Yeah. And
2: so, yeah, I, I will agree with you there hardly. Uh, Chloe Feynman does. the I, I don't know if people care about Jennifer Coolidge or not, but does a great Jennifer Coolidge. Incredible Jennifer Coolidge. I
1: think the number of people that needed to look up who Jennifer Coolidge yeah, was. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I honestly I, don't know because I think her impression is so good. It's no, no. You no, immediately like you know, know who it is.
2: But you know who that woman is in your head, but you wouldn't. You couldn't really. By the way mikey day's impression of john oliver is perfect um so yeah so james austin
0: johnson yeah was adam driver um chloe fineman you said you know obviously was jennifer great at jennifer coolidge. coolidge um melissa viensen yours kristen Wiig crushes Man, it so good if
1: you close your eyes it's yeah, kristen Wiig. it's it crazy is. yeah
0: um her facial expressions oh. ev- everything uh mikey day's john oliver solid uh, yeah. A good recreation. Oh, I, I thought it was
2: better than solid. I thought it was so good. Like, I, I, was... I
1: needed more. Yeah. I, I wanted them to get more time so oh, that yeah, he could get a little so bit exactly. into yeah. it. So I, you know, that's a, the mark of a, a good impression where mm-hmm. you want to hear more of it. And then, of course, Remy Malik uh, doing Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson doing Remy Malik.
0: And Remy Malik being. Amazing as Pete Davidson and Pete Davidson being eh, okay, as yeah, right just now. fine. <laughs> fine. It, it wasn't bad, but, but, but the interaction between them made it work a little bit but better. But Remy as Pete was so good, yeah. His the, the voice work he did because like you you feel like that's not an easy voice to impersonate, yeah. but he really he got me,
2: what is a Pete Davidson impression? I wouldn't know what to really say, yeah, like the, and 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 I think that's a skill to be able to parse out a voice and uh that's the actor in him for sure exactly exactly parse out the voice parse out the uh rhythms of the you know syntax and things like that and he did, he did Are we missing anybody well. else uh so, uh chris bowen, red was chris Lil red Llewellyn. as lewain and uh, bowen yang as george
0: takei that's which right. the one thing i liked about that Your, it goes I, I to keep it goes back george to Kean thompson. thompson and he's like you're gonna do it oh my
3: yeah
0: and it's easy yeah. but but that
1: that setup for it made it funnier i think uh it's a little too inside baseball for people who only watched last week tonight, but having Adam Driver on there with, uh, with John Oliver, yeah, they on the on John Oliver's show, he always does this very oddly erotic sexual thing about Adam yeah. Driver. I was hoping in my head that they were going to at least look at each other or something, right? But of course, it was, this is too mainstream for that. Yeah, so. exactly. But it was you know to me it was fun.
0: Um, what was the other thing that I was going to say about this sketch? Uh... Oh, I appreciated that they didn't do the lazy celebrity uh, roundup option, which is Celebrity Family Feud, because I feel like that's gotten a little bit tired, and introducing a new kind of game game show formula to play with that a little bit, even though it's the same kind of format, was a nice change
2: of pace, I think. Yeah, I like that a lot. I thought it was a great skit. I I, I did. I thought the impressions were great. Uh, Some of them, fantastic impressions. I'm am yeah. ju- a sucker for the when Noel. they do impressions. I- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he says no more over the shoulder graphics, you know, with the John Oliver. Yeah, hey, it was just it it had some good one liners in it. It was just I think really well written. Uh, again, it was written by Mikey Day, uh, Streeter Seidel, and uh, Tessa Condret. But um, it was really really well done. I thought
0: yeah, That's good stuff. I agree. What's next? Um, next is weekend update. Yeah. So this is the, the the staple part of SNL. You know, I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know this. Um, Colin Jost and Michael Che have been doing it for a while now uh, I think that there's they're probably th- some of the most divisive people to host Weekend episode. Sure. either you love them or you hate them okay, the last...
2: wh- wh- where are you at on this?
0: I, for the most part I like them um, like? yeah I, don't, I won't say that I love them I, I love them, when I love I, them. The the closest I get to loving them is when they get a really good back and forth banter going and they like constantly bust each other's chops. I don't think that they do that enough. I wish they did it more. I want... That camaraderie, the same camaraderie. The that, joke swap stuff yeah. is peak them. The exact the season, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Because I I like the the playfulness that like Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey had, or that Amy Poehler and Tina Fey had, you know. And I want that between them. And like when it comes out, it's so much fun. Like when when they ad lib or when they're making fun of each other. Instead of that's just great. The ping pong back and forth. Yeah. And, and it happens usually. I will say once or twice in a, in a traditional weekend update segment.
1: And it's typically uh, you know, Michael Che. Saying something under his breath, yeah. as an aside, and then Colin trying to get into his joke and kind of looking back over at him, and I love that. right? Yeah. I want that.
2: And and I just love when Michael Che laughs at his own joke. <laughs> yeah, I really do. the, the uh, Kyrie Irving joke. I mean, you could just hear him still laughing about it when Colin is starting to tell his his bit, and you know, he like...
0: he eats it up when the audience groans oh, at a he joke loves or, it or so yeah, he loves much. it. I think Michael Che honestly is probably the closest we've had to somebody doing what Norm McDonald does at weekend update where he does not give a a shit shit. what you think and he'll go for those edgier inappropriate jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um and I love when he, I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, when he goes edgier, when he digs into like the racial comedy, especially when he makes Colin Jost racist. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, uh, what about the letter? Listen up, honky. Yeah. I wish uh. they got you instead of Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just and I, so Harambe reference. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> love it. I love it.
0: And I hope that, that that later when he referenced that, he's like, now you know why I sent you that email. I hope that was ad lib. I, I hope um, it wasn't written. It I'm sounded sh- ad lib. Sounded ad-lib. Yeah.
1: And you know, Lorne Michaels not a big fan of any sort of change. To his perfect little baby, yeah. when he put so I I think that's maybe why we don't get them leaning into it too much because they know their place as far as what they're supposed to be doing For as sure. the co-anchors. I just wish they I will do say it more.
2: The more banter, I agree. More banter, better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do just I, I love the two of them. Uh, I think they're also just great at telling jokes. So I mean, I, I think they're, they're both absolutely they
1: fantastic comedy writers. I mean, yep, they're exactly, just great. Exactly. Yeah,
2: I would agree with that.
0: Uh, and so always during Weekend Update 2 they have uh, you know some kind of guest whether it's a real person or the cast members as themselves or fictional people um, so yeah so this one obviously the uh, the first one out of the gate was uh, Bowen Yang oh my God. as Bo a, Bo a, a proudly gay Oompa Loompa and,
1: it, and the, the, of course like the, the sketch is supposed to be about Willy Wonka and it's about him accidentally being outed yeah. by Colin Jost introducing oh, him so good. and it so that changes so immediately what the whole thing is yeah. and it turns it on its head
0: and that's what SNL should be leaning into and Bowen Yang's uh delivery when he tries to get into it he's like I'm sorry I just uh I can't really (laughs) because this is live
2: they're gonna see this right now there are some some of the cast members just do such a good job living in the awkward Mm -hmm. and Bowen Yang does he just he he and obviously Colin Jost is a great setup man for awkward right Mm -hmm. um and uh, it was it was such a that was one great of my favorite
1: night. performances of the entire night. Yeah, him as the Oompa was, was, was just good. fantastic. Yeah. It was so freaking hilarious.
0: It was great. Uh, we also have Chris Red, uh, and this was a, such a weird one because I totally forgot that a he used to do a bit like this on Weekend Update where he talks about things almost like. Uh, an otherworldly stand-up set like he, his voice is kind of higher and he's like, like in
1: disbelief like do you know that blimps are a thing and that's a real thing but then the whole crux of the matter was bringing him back on to be like black people can't get the coronavirus yeah and so that that was such a wild turn okay so I thought for a quick second that that was a thing that they made up no and then I realized quite quickly, oh, no, that's a real clip. Yeah. he like he actually said that.
0: Yeah, I'd forgotten. In February 2020. I'd forgotten both about that and this version of Chris Red that he did. And it was so weird for them to bring it back and then do
2: that. I couldn't get over the fact that I don't know who does drive a blimp. And I had to stop the episode and Google it. I'm not even kidding. I stopped the episode. I'm like, you're right. I don't know anything oh, like about any, blimps. Anyone
1: knows somebody who drives a blimp?
0: Yeah. Yeah it's funny because the the stuff it's funny because it's true well the, the stuff that he did as like this weird version of Chris red were good like amusing stand-up bits that he could have done you know I, I wonder if they come from you know some form of stand-up maybe like, sure. like bits that he's written because uh, that by itself was funny but then turning it with that reference to last February was so weird yeah
1: that, it was uh I will give that like the, the the one of the weirder moments of the night for sure but I still enjoyed it yeah absolutely it was still very funny and did you still like that part I did. Okay.
2: Yeah, I did. I thought it was fine. So that wasn't a skit? No I, no I wouldn't write it as a skit no. <laughs> not a skit not a skit yeah, it is, it, yeah.
1: what, uh, who, who else was on Weekend Update uh, and the last, Day uh, yeah hypnotist Linus oh, Minus on hypnotism so
0: now this made me have to look up because of the setup they did talking about it being a Broadway performer that I had to go look and be like is there a famous hypnotist no, right there, now there's not, right? there's not right. okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> I, I assume there wasn't but...
0: yeah I, I thought it might be like an off Broadway performer of yeah, may, yeah. maybe doing such a great show that everyone's like oh my god have you seen this guy but no totally made up character there are all
2: those rare things where it's like you do look up and it's like very new york centric yeah exactly yeah, exactly exactly
0: so but so yeah um, zendaya <laughs> mikey day <laughs> as, as linus minus uh and then Keenan thompson as Roy? an nbc security guard Ray, Roy, who Roy? they brought on yeah to get hypnotized <laughs> and first of all I, i'm surprised that they didn't use this as like a regular sketch where they had yeah. a hypnotist stage show and because like, it easily could have been they, that they could have grown that into that yeah but as i when i thought about it in retrospect. There's almost like an extra layer of comedy that comes from having like having Keenan pretend to be an NBC security guard that just comes up because it, it it brings a different kind of it's it's meta first of all even though you know he's not really a security guard but it still has that everyman
1: aspect to it. This is a perfect setup for a two man improv game. Yeah, like you and I. I thought I, of that too. I actually, was, yeah, you, know, oh, okay. you sit You're there. About yeah, games. <laughs> you know what, Nate? Shut up. Good for you guys. <laughs> No, I, I really did think that. Like, no, oh, my God, you could, you could sit there and do that too, man. It would be fantastic. Yeah,
0: it would be a really fun, uh, fun improv idea. But it's my favorite little thing about this because obviously the overall – Building escalation of like the hypnotism going wrong and and Mikey Day trying to like salvage of course it. correct and the entire yeah, way is I love that uh, Keenan keeps saying Zen, Zendaya and then and Mikey Day keeps correcting him saying Zendaya, Zendaya. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like we need to respect her name her name is Zendaya
2: no he, okay you guys just got this wrong it, it, her name is Zendaya
0: oh it was reversed she sorry was reversed. sorry I apologize you guys are symbiote symbiote. Her name is Zendaya. Ta, it's a,
2: Zendaya. It's Zendaya. <laughs> you say tomato, <laughs> I say to to tataro. To No, I thought it was great too though. I thought it was really good. I I honestly I thought weekend update all, all in all I I thought they all hit um yeah. some better than ours. I thought Bolognese was great. Yeah. Um I thought their jokes were great. And,
0: and again, Keenan Thompson uh his yelling in this sketch of whenever whenever he shouts when he wakes up. Yeah, that's some of the best stuff Keenan okay. Thompson does is
2: sudden yelling. There are times when I, I can tell you this. When Jimmy Fallon used to laugh in skits, it drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. It did. I agree. When Keenan is laughing, it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why I have the different, but you can tell, you I can think tell Jimmy that Fallon Day was making him laugh in there.
0: Yeah, and I think Jimmy Fallon, I think he did it more often and like played into it yeah. r- rather than trying to stop. And I think that he did it way too often to make it endearing.
2: Exactly. After a while, you're like, oh, Jimmy Fallon's laughing yeah. uh, Whereas I think, they, it was just a really good comedy bit that. at. Seeing,
1: seeing anyone that that mm-hmm. is very good at sketch comedy break is always funny, yep. and seeing somebody who never breaks is even better. Yep. And Keenan rarely does break, yeah. and so God, it, I, it reminded me of like watching Tina Fey break because mm-hmm. she was a, yep. kind of the consummate professional that she did a really good job, but when she broke. Oh my! I was in tears watching. her. Do, yeah, Will know. Ferrell or somebody. Oh, like that somebody that really, really good.
2: Really good at staying in character, but if they if they lose it, it's it just, it. It's so just gone. and
1: you know because they're they're literally tearing up. Like I remember watching Will Ferrell cry while he's trying to keep it together, yeah. mm-hmm. and
2: I don't know that I've laughed harder. You know? Yeah. Love Horatio Sands, but at, at times he would get into the Jimmy Fallon category. Which oh, whenever, whenever no, it, to it's a, it's a famous
0: this. thing. Whenever yeah. Horatio and Fallon were a sketch together, they were gonna break because <laughs> they just couldn't do it. Um. And so we uh, after we can update, uh, came back and they did uh, mattress store.
2: Which oh, so good? My so favorite good. skit of the night was it, it was. was it? Was it your favorite? It was my favorite skit. <laughs> Not just kidding. <laughs> it was my favorite sketch. I really yes,
0: uh, the sketch was amazing, like, incredible. Uh, talk about utilizing Rami Malek's uh, unique traits to uh, like to his strengths. Like it was he, the perfect amount of like creepy and dramatic intensity and the interaction with Eddie Bryant as his, his wife and playing out these vignettes in the middle of a mattress store.
2: Eddie Bryant's brilliant. Eddie
0: Bryant is
1: so it. good in the sketch. So I, good.
0: I lost it when he pulled the gun out from the pillow. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, why is there a real gun? And then didn't she pull out the bigger shotgun and say, no, get yeah. the killing gun. Yeah. So good. Yeah, uh,
0: and even yeah. and this was and this is one of those instances too where like you you do see that Bowen Yang does more than be a flamboyant gay guy oh, because yeah. he was a good straight man in this reacting to like what was happening and not being overly bewildered but just being kind of over it in the, yeah, in the like, same I time. like I
1: still kind of want to make the sale, so like let's because I'm on commission here. Yeah, and, and I, I loved his. So you guys want the bed or not?
0: When she asked him what well, what was the name of the the porno? And he's like, oh, don't tell her the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: good. No, I thought it was. Uh, thought no. it was a brilliant. Sketch. five stars. Great, yeah. great sketch.
0: Yeah, that, I think that was uh, easily the best sketch of the night for sure. It was just so so well executed. It had a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And an end. And it, yeah, and that's hard SNL to do. struggles <laughs> to do that. Yeah, and I mean it's hard in sketch comedy in sure. general too, you know. Um, but yeah, I, that's absolutely the, my my favorite sketch of the night for sure. Good. Um and so the last uh sketch this is uh the 10 to One sketch. Hey! Hey, that's the title of the podcast. We said it. Uh this is Angelo. Uh, oh, <laughs> so and funny. This was a showcase for uh Aristotle Atari, who's one of the new featured players that joined the cast this year. Uh and <laughs>
1: <laughs> What uh let for me. But banana. banana. Banana
0: banana. banana, 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 banana uh we promise this won't turn into a thing where we always do impersonations i don't, oh, don't, 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 don't know I, I don't promise, promise that, that. I, don't I don't promise that i break my promises so yeah
1: <laughs> oh, it's so good though right
0: no really this was, this was uh i honestly think um it remains to be seen i think with, with sarah sherman but with james austin johnson and aristotle Atari, uh i think that like we're seeing one of the best new assemblies of featured player that players that there have been in a while and they're able to showcase themselves very early on. Usually it takes a while for them to break out and, like, find a nice groove and get more screen time. But uh, this was a great to
2: see and ori- very likely an original character that he has had for a while. He has. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it Just for Laughs uh, uh, YouTube video oh, okay. of him doing Aristotle. It's a. It's slightly different. Yeah. But it, it, this one actually was, I think, even funnier. Yeah. Um, but he has been doing Aristotle for a while. Angelo. And, or sorry, Angelo for a little while. Aristotle has been doing Angelo for a while, sorry. Uh, Aristotle's been doing Aristotle for yeah, very for a long where, time. You don't know that. You I, just I, don't know that. You don't know. Uh, but it's been great. It, it, it was so well done. I honestly watched it the first time I laughed. I watched it the second time. It's one of those that when you watch it again, you laugh even more. Yeah, like it is so good.
0: It's and like the, the tone of his voice when he's singing the song so softly and passionately, and just it, it's, why his, bring his body Craig movement.
1: back again? Though that was was that? I think it just was a fun thing. Fun? Yeah, fun thing he to do there. because
0: especially because <laughs> you, you have Rami Malik being the second weird, yeah. weird guy so on he's stage. Up you know, there, yeah. yeah. So, but I do wonder sometimes. Like, I actually had the same thought during the Kim Kardashian West episode where when they did the. um uh, the Dream Guy sketch, like the Bachelor kind of parody. Yeah, and they just you had have a you have twenty three cast members and you brought ten random celebrities right. to do this. <laughs> it sketch. was so weird. And so, but
1: it was fun. Like I'm yeah. sure I love yeah. John
3: Cena,
0: but yeah, of yeah. Course.
1: Like Blake Griffin was there, cool. Yeah, and then I had to look up the other guys. There, there's a, a, a real Bachelor Jesse contestant, something or
0: Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams, yeah. Chris Rock for some reason.
1: <laughs> See, <laughs> it was this, just hanging around
2: with Lauren backstage. Yeah. This is what I loved about Angelo though. Angelo reminded me of a skit. It would be in the 90s. Yes. That Lauren Michaels would turn into a film or something yeah. like this. Oh, because, yeah. Because, like, it has that, like, it, they could grow this into more with different special guests yeah. doing different things. Uh, I it just, was, I love it the, really stu- well, really well
1: it's done. so stupid. Like, just that he would repeat the same stupid little thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Say, for me. and say for me. Say it for me again. And just the softness of his voice, and it's it's a it's a perfect ten to one.
0: And I was also surprised that they didn't do what I had anticipated. And this is probably why they're better comedy writers than I <laughs> would ever it be. Is because I I, I assumed that like he would go through his thing of nonsense and then like shoehorn in bicycle or whatever like in, right. into the song, but he just does just whatever the same he thing over, yeah. and over and he yeah. just
2: does not. And I'm not gonna lie, I was getting into the song after a while. Yeah. Like, you know this isn't so bad. <laughs> like it was good. Put some mesothelioma in there somewhere,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course Rami Malik doing the dancing, dance. yeah, oh, and not so even good. dancing, not even dancing, just
1: slightly moving, doing just like the Prince sketch where they're basically just doing nothing.
2: Yeah, no, okay. it's I, a I, callback I, to that I, stupid I, sketch. I hope oh, they bring Angelo back. I do, I do. I hope. I think that they. they will. I hope they grow it into a bit that is because I and I just thought it was so well done. I would. I picked so Angelo original. over
1: Chad.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think part of that, though, is because I feel like Chad has run its course.
1: And Angelo is just beginning.
0: Yeah. And actually, speaking of, uh, I guess, that I'm surprised that Angelo isn't a Weekend Update character because it kind of feels like they could have easily brought him to the desk. Sure. And like kind of like Garth and Cat, Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig's thing where you have them come and like do songs, but then
1: mess it up, obviously. This is again why we're not comedy writers. It really is. Do you guys um,
2: know that you guys took some comedy classes? Or... What?
1: I did. did
0: oh. Some... I did. I do wonder if... There's Nothing d- worked. Uh, how, how often like there's a discussion as to like when a writer has an idea, if they like think it's a Weekend Update character, and then, and then yeah. someone's like, no, no, this is a sketch. Or like or they think it can be a sketch on its own. They're like, no, you should try this character at the Weekend or Update you, desk. I,
2: see, see, I wonder, because you brought this up, Brad, I thought it was a good point to say like the one with Keenan and Mikey Day... The hypnotist one could have been a sketch itself. Yeah, and I wonder if they they work with like set design, these kind of things, and be like, okay, there's no way we can do a, a full sketch on this with that's a everything good point. Yeah, together maybe hard to fit but it in. But we can write the comedy, and this will work and translate well to Weekend Update. Yeah, instead, you know, for sure. Um,
1: I always wonder how many of them they hold on to. Then like we just didn't get it this week, so like let's do it for next week because we're not just ready. We're not ready yet. Like I know they try to write yeah. for that week, but when they're like, "Ah, shit," I'm halfway to an idea. You know what? I'm not gonna kill it in time, so let's push that till Jason Zedegas hosts. You know, and, and we'll just revamp. Yeah,
0: it. I, I bet if it's yeah, if it's something that's more evergreen that doesn't you know have mm-hmm. the, the timeliness or relevance factor to it, that's probably the case.
1: That's why it's so tough when they do these uh, these cut for time sketches and their pre records, yeah. and it's starring the person. Like, the, the host. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can't ever put that on another one. But if you record one that's just SNL cast members, well, you got one in the bank for next week if you really needed one. Yeah. But I know they don't really try to do that.
0: Well, and that's a good transition, too, I think, to talk about the, the cut for time sketches that we had this week. Um, what's been cool about SNL in recent years, I forget how long now, but... Uh, they started to put sketches that didn't make it... On this thing called the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, sketches that didn't make it into the final show they've been putting online. Um, for those who don't, don't know, uh, SNL records their dress rehearsal so that um, they have a frame of reference. And then they also, sometimes, if the live sketch goes horribly worse and they still want that sketch in the show, they'll use the dress rehearsal version. There's been several times where I've noticed that uh, mistakes I've seen live on the show... That really took me out of the sketch, or like made me like dislike it. I've gone to the YouTube version, and they've used the dress rehearsal version instead. Did they
2: correct it before, like the West Coast gets it as well? you think? I don't know because obviously it's, I can't watch I think it's, West it's Coast TV. It's live
0: on both coasts at the uh, same I'm, time now, w- isn't it? Is it? Is it? I don't. I, I know they did that for a while as like a thing during the election cycle. I don't know if they're still doing gotcha. the
2: show. I, I just assumed it. it's it's Saturday Night live because it's recorded live, not necessarily that it's airing live everywhere. You know? Right. So I, I don't know that though. It could be. Live, yeah, because they
0: they made a big deal about it being live, coast to coast during the election. I don't know if they're still keeping that up. So they did three
1: cut for time, two Mm -hmm. pre records and one live sketch. Mm -hmm. And we thought that the two pre recorded were fantastic. Yeah, and the live sketch was like, okay, I see why it was cut for time. Maybe it was. It was fine.
0: Yeah, it was pretty amusing. Um, Behind it, yeah. (laughs) We and you know, I think that one of one of the issues that they had is they had several sketches that were very long, and I think part of I think like their decision comes to. A, they probably want more live sketches than pre-recorded sketches because it's Saturday Night Live, it's not Saturday Night recorded sketches. And then also, <laughs> and then also, uh, there, there's probably math that goes into it too, being like, okay, least sketches of this time, like you need a short one to go here, or if we put this here, we have to cut something else. But these are all too long to cut well, any of these. I mean,
1: I th- I think that the cut for time thing isn't necessarily cut because it's too long. It's cut for because this time works, like you just said. So they yeah. really do need. A six minute sketch rather than a seven minute sketch because it'll work perfectly.
0: Well and sometimes those decisions are made on the fly yeah. too because sketches will go longer than they did in because, dress rehearsal because of laughs yeah, or because exactly. of a gaff or yep. something like that. Something that rhymes with laughing gaff. Um but <laughs> <The> traffic.
2: <laughs> like you said, when a show is coming down to seconds. Exactly, you know, exactly. So, yeah.
0: That's why sometimes you'll see the goodbyes like they kind of have to like stall for time because they have some extra minutes and other times you won't even see the credits roll because they're like, Nope, we're done yep. right at midnight or one in the morning so
1: right somebody was singing yeah. bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, but the, so the, the cut for time sketches uh, Please Don't Destroy, which is a, a comedy troupe that um, has gone viral on Twitter and TikTok. They have these great short sketches online. Ah, uh, they joined. Uh, there's three three writers that are part of this group. They joined SNL as writers this year, and uh, they debuted their first one during the Kim Kardashian West episode, which was uh, hilarious. Um, How old are they? Are they like 13? They're in their
1: uh, they're in early, their mid-teens, early to mid-20s. Everybody looks 10 now. Everybody is 10 now. Um, Everybody is 10 to 1 now. Mm. Okay, but,
2: but this it's l- Ben Marshall, John Higgins, and Martin Hurley.
0: Yeah, so and Martin hurley so he's a son of Tim hurley who uh, used to write on Saturday Night Live and was a producer for a long, long time. He also worked with uh, Adam Sandler on a bunt, wrote a bunch of his movies: Wedding Singer, Billy Chris Madison, Grace, I Happy I Gilmore. Hurley boy, Hurley boy, mm-hmm. yep. And, and then Higgins. Higgins is the son of uh, Steve Higgins. Steve Higgins, who has also produced and wrote on Saturday Night Live for a while. He's also Jimmy Fallon's sidekick on the Tonight Show. Uh, and then he also does all the voiceover ben work. Marshall, yes.
2: who nobody really knows. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who's your dad?
2: So, yeah, so these guys have been a, a uh, group, group for a, a while. I mean, I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> They've been a group for a while. Um, they are ba- definitely the like next era of SNL digital shorts. Uh, for a while, it was Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney definitely doing a lot of pre-recorded sketches because they were a comedy group known as Good Neighbor before they joined SNL. I miss Beck Bennett, by the way. Oh, I do, too. Um, and so Please Don't Destroy, yeah, they're, they're doing their style of uh, – digital shorts Comedy. basically yeah yeah uh and so a, a little longer form than the ones that you usually see on tiktok or twitter which if you haven't heard of them before go look up please don't destroy and find their their vaccination sketch
2: and you can find some other stuff too down there yeah i think
0: that you'll, you'll probably actually find more of their stuff through each of their individual twitter feeds where mm-hmm. they often post on twitter and, and tiktok um but yeah the, the the vaccination one for covid was good they did a, a shailene woodley video game one which was so weird and funny Uh, And this sketch was was hilarious. I mean, just, uh, again, playing to Rami Malek's strength as being kind of a a weird-looking guy and wanting a treat for for being on
1: good behavior. I'm on good behavior, so I think I need a treat.
2: It may have been my second outside of the uh, mattress store skit. Very, sketch. very good. I can't believe it was cut. Honestly, yeah, it was so funny. Face. I it,
0: imagine it's probably because it was so short, you know, and that seems weird, but it was probably hard to, like, to f- even even try and fit it in anywhere. It was so anywhere. funny,
2: though. It was so funny. Then
1: they had the marriage story
2: takeoff of, what was brutal, it called? Brutal, brutal Marriage, marriage movie. movie. Yeah. It was very clever.
0: It was, it was a solid, typical movie trailer
2: parody. I think, I think you have to know these movies, though, right? You, you do have to... Like, because I've seen some of these movies. Yeah. Uh, What was the one with Adam Driver from your. Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, you you see these films and you're like, man, these are so heavy. And yes, they are kind of fishing for, like, you know, awards. Oh, for sure. You know, but it was a good, you know, anytime that group is together or that. Rami Malek is playing that. You know it's going to be great. I mean, he's just so funny. Yeah. in that serious role. It's
0: that. It's um. Yeah, it goes back to that thing of oh, that Adam Driver does, and this one and actually. Heidi Garner's great. Yes. Um. It, it also reminds me of uh Ryan Gosling and that that Christmas sketch Santa Baby, where uh him and Vanessa Bayer they believe in Santa Claus and he's so deadly serious about wanting to meet
1: Santa. I thought you were going to say papyrus.
0: I mean that too because that was a similar so thing. Yeah. So creepy dr- yeah.
1: serious, you know.
0: Um, but yeah the, uh, this was it was so good and I, I think honestly even without knowing those movies people are like aware of like yep. the movies that really make marriage just hellish and like couples are so cold and yep. like loveless you know so it's um, yeah I I wish this one would have yeah. would have stayed in too you know I it's, it's gotta be tough you know yeah. f- figuring out
2: it was worthy to be in a full episode so don't don't think just because these are cut for time that they're they're not worthy. Like yeah, you like said, they're, like, they're lesser than. Yeah, but they're they're not. Like Brad said, it could just be they, they didn't have enough time. Yeah, they're literally. not called cut for quality sketches. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. ew.
1: But the last one should have been.
0: Oh, sad. No, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was uh, there was uh, a weird ending. They for needed sure. a way out of it. And they I
1: did. Think there
2: was a better way out of it. They just didn't. Ha- like it's somewhere, about somebody Air-
1: wrote one. Airbnb <laughs> super wanting to be super hosts, so they're just oddly too creepy to the new guests. Yeah. yeah, researching their social media. And posts. there was definitely some fun stuff in there, yeah. but it went a little too long, and it was a little too weird towards the end. And they didn't know how to end it. So MVP of the uh, week, Brad, what do you got? Who's your MVP this week?
0: Uh, I So when I did my review, um, I went with Bowen Yang just because I felt like he was the most consistent throughout the night, uh, had some of the best characters, was in uh, the best sketches. You know, um, even though the mattress store sketch wasn't about him, he was still good in it. And usually I I gauge as to who made me laugh the most and who was in the best sketches, even if they ended up having more of a minor role. Um, I just felt like he, he nailed it uh, and was probably the, the best one of the evening.
2: I would agree, Bo and Yang. I would say the sketch and the the cast member that made me laugh most was Aidy Bryant. She just wasn't in a lot. Uh, The mattress sketch, she was just so funny in there. I just thought she was great. But I think all in all, Bowen Yang had a great episode. I mean, he was yeah. just hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's Bowen Yang, right? You know,
1: it that's for me too. He just he crushed it. But I would say honorable mention, Keenan Thompson, just because in mm-hmm. that in that straight man role or that presenter role, nobody does that better in the history they of the both show. Had a lot it's lot of work. So yeah, they had and a he lot was lot in there work. a lot.
0: Every now and then I will give the M V P to the host just sure. because, like, if they really floor me. And Remy Malik did he surprised me much better. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things where I just felt like uh, I just feel like Bo and Yang really just yeah. just, just, like, just crushed it, you know. So because it, it it'll take it'll take something like really extra or like just blowing me away, you know, to to make the host to the MVP because they're supposed to be the star. So you know? mat-
1: mattress uh, was the the mattress store was your favorite sketch. Loved it. I loved uh, it. yeah. Was that also it. yours, yeah. Brad? um uh, man, that I'm trying to think of my, of mine. Oh boy, I, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with um, I gotta go with the the bug assembly
2: skit that I did. I
1: really thought that it was clever. I really liked it a lot. It if was, I'm not going to be able to pick, you know, weekend update cuz I thought Bone Yang as an Loom, as the game Oompa Loompa was was you know my like, favorite
2: I'll, I'll thing you, I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick cuz those are just as long as skits sometimes. So
0: yeah, out. but like yeah, but you don't really consider them yeah. sketches. they yeah, weekend update segments I think are different I know, animals. The segments
2: are still though. They can be I think You're wrong, Nate. Dang it! <laughs> but no, a simply take assembly, your skit and go home. was my favorite You know second what I'm going to do so is just get him not to pick Bug,
1: Bug <laughs> <laughs> Anything <laughs> but bugger <laughs> simply, Ben. Do anything else that you want. I mean, just just bow when
0: you, just like what is the daddy long legs? Boys, boys, <laughs> boys, <laughs> boys. Like and come just, on,
1: look. Okay, he's also, laughing so
0: hard. He's like, oh, that's also, a scam. the, no, that's, that's, the that's, weirdest. The weirdest freaking
1: that's, thing was like the big credit card because they're kids so the credit card would be larger but it wouldn't be that large it was just that that was so silly and I loved it so much yeah
0: it was great it really was great. Yeah, I'm. I'm very upset. Yeah, that you uh, like don't like as much as we do. I, I. I you coming we, around on it?
2: I, I You guys are telling me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say Angelo would be way in front yeah. of that for me. Okay. I loved Angelo. It Angela was great. It was great. Uh, I had a great, great time watching this episode, and I had, a, I had a great time with you guys talking about it. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. So fun. I can't wait till next week. I hope you guys are with us next week when we talk about the Jason Sudeikis episode. I, I have a feeling, uh, it's gonna be great.
1: Parting thoughts, Brad.
0: Um yeah I'm very excited to see what Jason Sudeikis does because uh, it's it's him coming back to sNL for the first time which is surprising because he's had a lot of big movies since he left SNL and you would have thought that he would have come back at some point whether it was for you know we're the Millers or um you know even early on something like colossal I mean maybe sure No, it was a hall pass <laughs> <laughs> horrible bosses uh, Angry birds yeah horrible bosses sure yeah That's sounds like a big good. One. horrible bosses too. Two. <laughs> 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 but yeah so i'm I'm surprised he hasn't hosted yet but he's he's been very busy and uh i think it'll be it'll be cool to have him back at snl especially because uh he didn't get uh, a proper send-off you know and so um i doubt that they'll do that you know with him hosting but like it'll be nice to have him back
1: you, you know? want all his old cast members to dance with him like they did with kristen wig mm-hmm. gotcha
0: yeah he that was so sweet when they did that because it was adorable and jason sude like cried yeah. during that too yeah yeah
1: kristen wig is a national treasure she really is so, next week, Jason Sudeikis.
0: Yes, this will be the the fourth and final episode in the first run of four back-to-back episodes. And we've covered one of them.
2: Yeah. So, is okay, I want to ask you guys this about next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Will Jason Sudeikis bring either some of his former SNL friends back or somebody from Ted Lasso? Theories. It, both. Yeah, I think
0: that at the very least someone, maybe multiple people from Ted Lasso will appear during the monologue. Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised if there's a full-on Ted Lasso sketch where they bring in a couple guest stars to, to yeah, mess with that. I, I
2: think he's going to bring friend f- former friends uh, as as former SNL castmates often do, right? They yeah. want they want some of their friends to come Who back do you with think them. that he would bring back? I don't know, but I I think they're going to parody Ted Lasso or do some yeah. kind of I don't know if a Ted Lasso cast member will be there, though. But um, I would
1: maybe. love to see, like, Will Forte come back or Kristen Wiig.
2: Yeah, I don't know who is Jason Sudeikis' writing partners or who who is he who is he paired with often. I mean, he's obviously. I mean, honestly, he was with Keenan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, he well, did. they better do a what's up with that. Yeah, if, oh, they, if they don't do they what's better, up with that, I'll be very disappointed because, like,
0: even though Sudeikis' part is so simple in that that oh, sketch, I so I love bad. that. sketch. Also, the
1: fact that last week they had Lindsay Buckingham. I know, right? They I, thought the, I thought the like same Li- thing. The actual Lindsey Buckingham was yeah. there, and they did nothing with it. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It was just strange to me. Um, so,
0: yeah, I, I think that'll be fun to I'm see. I'm
2: very excited about next week. I am, too. I
0: wouldn't be upset if they did uh, if they brought back Maine Justice.
1: That's <laughs> such a weird sketch that, yes, I yeah. want to see that for sure. Why not, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. But,
2: yeah, Sudeikis didn't really have many... Uh, uh, he, he played the straight man a lot of times. Uh, yeah, no, he, he also did a uh, uh, he did uh, the devil, which I thought was always good on Weekend we Update. Weekend update That's true. Yeah, yeah. It was, I always liked that one. Um, and obviously, he was Biden for
0: a while, but they're probably not going to have him do that. No. I would hope um, not. And then, yeah, most of the other stuff that like I think you know Sudeikis like were like his best sketches. You know, he did with SNL cast members who aren't there anymore. So I can and they weren't stuff that you necessarily need to do once Sudeikis comes back. You know,
2: so
1: yeah, the the running man uh, from. What's up with that is pretty much what I
2: want to see. Yeah. Well, and I'll laugh and I'll laugh.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, they'll definitely do a Ted Lasso sketch, obviously. Um, you're right. Oh, I think they're going to bring up. Ted Lasso
2: out. goes dark, which they kind of did in a. Ted, I mean, it seems darker now. It's they'll probably alert. do uh,
1: the. If they're going to have uh, cast members of Ted Lasso, I would think, like Brad said, it would be during the monologue.
0: It makes the most sense. Yep. And it requires. Because it requires the least amount of dedication from any of the other cast members like they don't have to be there mm. for a lot of rehearsal or anything like that so yeah so that's the first episode of the 10 to 1 podcast guys uh we're gonna do this after every new episode um in between episodes i don't know if we'll figure out something else to do maybe we'll do like uh, a vintage episode yeah, a maybe. V- vintage like talking about old sketches or, or If you like, know
1: anybody that works on saturday night live and wants to be interviewed let us know
2: we don't even care if they're the custodian We'll we talk to her.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll love talking. To that he cleans up the shit in SNL's toilets. Oh yeah, hey, hey, Pete the,
1: Davidson. But wow,
3: this, now we're not getting Pete Davidson.
0: <laughs> no, on the no, podcast. I meant like, wow. The, wow. like the
1: custodian blow. would be yes. like, Pete yes. Davidson yes. takes the nastiest. Yes. Shit. Ben, oh, he's <laughs> <dealt
2: with somewhere. laughs> He's dealt with some addiction issues, Ben. And now now he's also
0: the custodian of SNL. Wow. wow. Dick move, Ben. Oh, wow. Hey,
2: but this episode and this show is contingent on you guys kind of being a part of this. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, what is that email again? Shoot us an email.
0: It is uh, SNL10to1podcast at
2: gmail.com. Like and subscribe this on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can find it. Go to Facebook, find us, like our Twitter page. Hey, we want to hear from you. We don't have a Twitter page yet, but we'll get it. Maybe. No, but we got individual Twitter pages. What's your individual? Oh, that,
0: page? well, yeah. I mean, so well, it's uh, you can find me uh, at Ethan underscore Anderson on Twitter. Uh, I write about movies and TV all the time at slashfilm.com. dot com. Great I, writer. I, oh, thanks. Uh, I always have reviews of every new episode of SNL that I write, uh, usually on Sunday morning or in,
2: into the afternoon. But you shouldn't read
1: those. You should just wait to hear him talk about them on our podcast. I mean, that's true. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> honestly, if you Is read it the review, unfair that you get like. Because you know, I prepared for this episode mm-hmm. while also working this other chapter. You get paid to prepare for this. Podcast. I did not prepare at all for this episode. No, we know. We can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so if uh, if you want to read
0: that, feel free. But I'll probably say most of the things that I say in the review over here anyway.
2: So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so be Sweet, lazy. Sultry voice, <laughs> Brad Bradford Omen. Where
0: were you on the Twitter? Uh, at Ethan underscore Anderton.
2: All right, and I'm you, uh, at, at Ken Bonowitz. Mm-hmm. I'm at Nate Laux.
0: And if, uh, if you like this kind of uh, nonsense or you want something that's a little bit more nonsensical but still in the entertainment realm, we uh, Ben and I have another podcast called Go Flicks Yourself. Uh, Nate was a guest on it not too long ago, and uh, we just have our friends come around. We talk about uh, the latest movies that we've seen, uh, movie trailers for movies that are coming out, and just some general movie tomfoolery uh place a movie trivia games on's mm-hmm. yeah so uh this is probably a little bit more subdued if you go over to go Flicks yourself things you're going to get a little bit whack here uh but yeah so uh hopefully you like this podcast we'll keep it going and let us know what you think and yeah, uh,
1: send us an email comment subscribe like mm-hmm. share five stars if you please
0: yeah and we'll be uh we'll be back when Jason Sudakis hosts Saturday Night live
2: enjoy yourselves have a good night